0: Hey guys, welcome back to Staying Conscious with Meg and Allie. I am Allie. And I am Meg. We're so excited to bring you this week's guest. Her name is Dr. Hanisha Patel. She is a naturopathic physician. Such a cool chick. So cool. Yeah. Um, Her business is called um, Mahan
1: Health and it means um, like great health. Great health. And so she kind of talked about how she started it, how she discovered naturopath. Um, medicine and how, and her how parents changed her yeah. Oh, yeah. her parents came over from India yeah. and how she kind of grew up with
0: these holistic approaches to medicine and how that has kind of shaped her vision to how she treats her patients today
1: and how t- turmeric or turmeric lattes weren't always as good as they are now, which yes. was funny. We talked about a lot of cool stuff yeah. hormone um, health, yeah, gut health, menstrual cycle, all the good thyroid, things, thyroid, all the good things. And things that we've also struggled with too, which I think was really refreshing to get her take on it. Yeah,
0: I think that so many women, especially, can relate to this, but um, women and men alike can both. I think relate to all of these things that we talked about and just incorporating a little bit more, maybe like mindfulness, yoga, a holistic approach to your health. And also we really loved the collaboration piece between that, like bridging the gap between Eastern and Western medicine and how... Her work can help the physicians who don't m- maybe have the time Absolutely. to put in that she does. Um, so it was really cool like to see that. Like a team
1: approach to healthcare, yeah. which is we really thought was refreshing. Yeah,
0: like being a wingman, not letting people
1: like fall through the cracks. Absolutely, I think you guys will take a lot of good nuggets from this one. <laughs> so enjoy. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been excited about this all day.
0: (laughs) Me too. Both of us have been talking about it all day. We worked all day. We don't normally like do podcasts on the days that we work, but um, we were so excited Um, all day.
2: Oh, well, I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. I'm so honored. You guys are the best. Okay, so this first question (laughs) that we ask
1: everyone: What is something that you have been curious about recently? Literally anything.
2: There's no rules. Okay. So all right, what is something I've been curious about? Yeah. I would say I feel like I'm constantly curious, you know, and and being in medicine, especially mm, naturopathic yeah. medicine, there's just never ending things to learn, <laughs> <right>? you know? I'm <laughs> just constantly. And people come yes. up with new stuff. Like, yes, I'm sure yeah. too. Always. Yeah. You just and like go so deeper much. and deeper into yeah. everything. And if you've ever met an eastern medicine doctor like a Chinese medicine doctor or an Ayurvedic medicine mm. doctor, they'll be like 30, 40 years in and be like, I still don't know like everything there is yeah. to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like I'm always curious in that sense of like the naturopathic medicine and learning and researching and just constantly evolving. But recently, I'd say something that I've been a little bit more into, which I feel like some people might think it sounds a little woo-woo. we <laughs> hey, were down for all the <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Really well. <laughs> but it's like getting into the feminine essence the feminine energies, yeah. and really like developing that for myself mm-hmm. and kind of bringing that about for others as well love that. um oh. yeah I just feel like recently I've just been wanting to explore it more and more mm-hmm. because I've been realizing how much of it has been suppressed and I was I was a very Masculine dominant person, and we were kind of just talking about the human yeah. design yeah. and astrology, the manifester. yeah. yeah. And like, and so, with all of that, even with that, like, I have a very masculine essence. And, um, because of like cultural, societal pressures, I was like, Oh, in order to be successful, mm-hmm. I have to be more masculine, right? And the, because that's yeah. kind of what we're taught, is like, Yes, oh, yeah, you just got to get all these things done don't don't like look other ways don't don't try to be nurturing Mm. and healing Mm and um create creatives don't succeed yeah you know and that's that's the feminine essence and um so yeah so I've really gotten super into that is there a book that
1: that. That you recommend or actually there is okay
2: (laughs) so this is actually I'm currently reading this book right now yeah it's called the wild feminine okay and it's it's really good it has like this is what I mean. Uh, it depends on how woo-woo you're willing sure, to get. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, it gets into like actually like working, doing exercises to like tap into your own feminine. We've done stuff like yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah, it's yes. it's super cool. Oh, and like whenever cool. you get to like really hone in on that, mm. I feel like it's so powerful. Cool. It's so powerful. But yeah, this book that. is good.
0: Um, I'm really excited. They just announced that, My friend Nikki, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She teaches yoga at the space sometimes, like comes in and does workshops. And she's doing this like... sensual dance workshop at the space. Um, very feminine. And there's like not a lot of like sensual da- dance places in Columbus here. So I'm like so excited for that. But That
2: is so exciting. Yeah. I when definitely want that? to know more details. I,
0: it's, I think February 15th. So okay. it'll probably have already happened when this comes out. Which <laughs> okay. very, but she'll probably be doing them again. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um,
2: that's so cool. I actually have a friend who does like a belly dance meditation <gasps> thing. We're into that Yeah. Too. It, it was so cool and it's and it's about you know igniting that the divine feminine within yeah. and um yeah I it was it was so fun and I and dancing I love dancing yeah and even in high school i suppressed that side of me even though I was, grew up dancing and then I got to college and I was like I need to dance and oh. now I can't imagine life without, without it. it yeah I isn't that cool that. yeah for yeah, sure. we'll we need more of out.
0: a dance scene here in We Columbus. do.
2: We do. I'm sure. I really want to start teaching again. I used to teach and oh, did you? I really want to just start doing workshops again and I'm like, okay, as soon as things get a little settled with yeah. my practice. Oh my gosh, let us know. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> well, definitely yeah. What cool. yeah. what kind
1: of dance did you teach? I um, or just workshop.
2: Yeah, I would mostly do it was like Bollywood and okay. hip hop cool. mix. Yeah. yeah. And so um So, yeah, I'll probably be doing something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'm so down. I danced all as a child. So, like, mostly hip-hop and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and there's not really a place here from what I've seen.
2: There really isn't. Okay. Because I've looked all around. And whenever I was in Southern California, I would go to all the dance classes in L.A. and San Diego. And I was just looking around here. And there's really not much where... it's. They have Zumba classes and things like that, right? But it's not... A formal like you learn choreography and then you perform it
0: there's Um, a place in clintonville called like flux and flow okay that i know does some type of like dance stuff but i think that they're also like a yoga studio mixed with like dance and stuff too but yeah check them out too i've never been there but yeah it's been on my list
2: yeah i know there's another belly dancing studio in grandview uh, oh. called Habibas Ooh, or something okay. yeah, oh, I've never yeah been. Okay. but it's like mostly belly dancing okay. and so Actually, I think it's only belly which dance. would be fun <laughs> to try. But yeah, which yeah, is I've super never tried fun. That. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's really fun. You should definitely
0: try yeah. it. Belly dancing okay. is fun. Oh, that would be cool. I know. We can all be like Shakira. Yeah, oh, I
2: know. I know.
0: Last night was the Super <laughs> was Bowl, d- so yes.
2: we were dying. at... <laughs> it was amazing. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> Shakira and J Lo together, together. I was like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is like my childhood dream.
2: <laughs> it really is.
0: It was so it was good. Beautiful. And the fact that <laughs> they sing the old songs too. Yeah, yeah, It was amazing. Good. Yeah. Okay, Um, for our listeners who don't know who you are, can you explain to us what a naturopathic physician is and how you got into it, all the stuff?
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, so like she said, I'm a naturopathic physician and uh, what a naturopathic physician is is we really look into finding the underlying cause of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Uh, We're working, we're trained to... Diagnose, manage, and treat acute and chronic conditions—kind of all mm-hmm. grand spectrum of things—and we're really looking to treat the whole person and and figure out what that underlying cause is, so that we can we can treat that issue and not necessarily um, just mask the symptoms with yeah. m- medications or sure, whatever. Sure. Sure. And so, so that's what a naturopathic physician does in a very like <laughs> yes, <short> simple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly, in a very simplified way. Um, But, and our training includes four years of medical school after undergrad, and so with, with that said, I actually got my degree in pharmaceutical sciences at The Ohio State University, and while I was studying that I would learn about the medications and then Mm. the side effects of the medications and then the medications needed for those side effects. Yeah. Right. And, and so I just, I just kept learning about this vicious cycle and I was like, this doesn't really make sense. And I was like, there's gotta be other ways, you know, like maybe this works for some cases, but there's gotta be other ways of practicing medicine. Mm. And I feel privileged to have grown up Indian, um, Indian American and, with that my parents uh, who immigrated from India they brought like all the remedies you know which was really cool and so like you've probably heard of golden milk or turmeric lattes yes I grew up drinking those yeah um, and I will say they did not taste as good as they do. <laughs> as they do now? They do. Yeah. Because the main reason was because my mom was not putting any honey in it. No. And it was just way more turmeric. So yeah. it was just very bitter. Yeah. And especially as a kid, drinking that, you're like, ugh, I don't yeah. want to have all this turmeric. I want sugar, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now you can kind of balance it
0: out a little bit. Yeah. Like you're... Special milks in it, yeah, exactly. Some
2: cinnamon, Mm, cinnamon, nutmeg. Yeah, I love adding that in there, but yeah, it's so. I grew up with all that, and I remember like when I didn't feel good, that would work, like I would feel better afterwards. And I was just like, huh, well, I want to explore that more. And I and ancient Indian medicine is called Ayurvedic medicine, yes, okay. And and so that's why I was like, I want to learn more about Ayurvedic medicine, yeah. And so after undergrad. Actually, during undergrad, I went to Guatemala. My last year, I went to Guatemala. I had like a whole Mayan healing session there oh, wow. and learned about their traditional medicine. And I was like, whoa, so there are other things even outside of what I know of Ayurvedic medicine. Yeah. And then after undergrad, I went to India and learned more about Ayurvedic medicine. And oh, I, that's so cool. Yeah. When I came back, I was like, I need, I need to practice with these herbs and nutrition and movement. I was like, I know these are all factors in health and that's how I want to practice. And so I ended up talking to this optometrist I was working with like part time. And she was from Seattle and she had a naturopathic doctor in Seattle. So in Washington, especially Seattle, Mm. naturopathic physicians are everywhere. Like most people have a naturopathic physician. So it was um so that's why she, and it's covered under insurance you know it's wow. just they have full scope of practice wow. there uh, and so that's why um I decided I, as soon as I read about it I was like oh my god this is exactly what I want to do yes yeah, yeah. I was like it just like it called to me yeah you know cool. I was like oh my god this is it and then I went to the interview well then the, they opened a campus in San Diego. And so I was like, okay, San Diego or Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to choose San Diego. And so that's why I ended up going to med school in San Diego. Uh. Yeah. So that's a little bit about my story. Um, But I can go into some of my other parts of my health issues that... Yeah. as well if you'd like yeah I would
0: love to hear that because Megan and I have like struggled with our own like oh my gosh hormone issues gut issues when we were looking
1: at your website we related to a lot of the things on there so yes I think that's really interesting. definitely
2: very similar uh, story myself I um, I actually had a lot of digestive issues since I was born. I had uh, some constipation, and then you know, as I got older, more and more problems accumulated, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, right. And so, just even at nine years old, I had um, back pain, and that persisted since I was nine. It was chronic back pain, and even before I had asthma and allergies. When I was five, I had my first asthma attack. And then um, I started my period, and I had irregular menses. I Mm -hmm. never had a normal cycle, Mm -hmm. and and it was kind of just like, okay, that might just be your normal. Like every time, you know, that was because it wasn't. I didn't have severe symptoms. I would, I mean, I would be in pain after eating often, Um, but but I guess it wasn't severe enough, or where you could find. like an intense disease or something like that. And
1: I don't know if there was like a ton of education about like okay this happens every now and then but that's not
2: no normal, it was right? yeah I was so, having a bowel movement like once a week. Yeah oh which yeah which now I am so grateful like every time I have a bowel movement I'm like I am so grateful. Yeah like, so, so like every day I'm like I am so grateful for my bowels. Yes <laughs> because it, it was it was terrible. Yeah. It yeah. was absolutely terrible and so uh, but but even no like getting excited about naturopathic medicine, um, and nutrition and all that. Like I would, I would feel terrible whether I had a salad or pizza, like it didn't Mm. matter. And so I, I just thought, I was like, maybe this is just my normal until I went to naturopathic school. And then, and then I saw the naturopathic doctor there and they were like, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah, I'm just in pain the, I all, just the live time. With this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, No, that's not normal. Let's do extended lab testing and then found out that I have Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Okay. Which if you look at the symptoms of Hashimoto's, I have all of them. Yeah. Or I had all of them except for weight gain. Okay. And that's usually conventionally like all they're really looking at is if you have weight mm. gain. And so I was like, okay, I, this makes a lot of sense. And then, and then from there made so many changes. And that's why when people ask like, what was the one thing you did? I'm like, I did a lot. I did a lot. It was was like years of work and, and it, I mean, I did start to feel better immediately after removing gluten from my diet. Mm -hmm. You know, that was like probably one of the biggest game changers. And when I started doing yoga and, um, and I started to notice now. Anytime I do have gluten, I get constipated. I I get some abdominal pain. Yeah. I'll get migraines. I get joint pain. You know, I'll skip my cycle, which is like mm. people don't realize how much our hormones are connected to our gut.
1: Oh yeah. But that's
2: how intense. Like, my connection is just like I feel like I'm just so sensitive. Where it's like, yeah. oh, anything's affecting my gut. Like I have the gut brain. Like I get the migraines. Yeah. I get brain fog. Um, and then I skip my cycle every, every time I've, I, if I accidentally have gluten,
1: it'll, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel Three like weeks.
2: it was hard? We talk about this a lot too.
1: Um, to, did you find yourself like going to the extreme? Like, did you have to be careful with yourself and realize like, okay, this is a process. You said it was like over several years yes. of you like tweaking these things mm-hmm. and really like listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Instead yes. of just Allison and I talk about this all the yeah. time. We can be in either one of the extremes. Right. Doing so I think all or nothing. It's important to note on like learning to listen to your body in between exactly the, yeah. yeah no
2: I completely agree I think that's super important I know I have the personality of being all or nothing yes, so do yes. we so yeah. much I'm so yeah Very that's much why I want to touch nothing. on it yeah, yeah. yeah. no definitely yeah. and, I, and it, it, it has been a struggle for me to be like yeah. okay it's okay to have it in moderation it's like my one thing that I go so all or nothing with personally I feel is sugar Mm -hmm. where I'm like oh cut out sugar completely and I do such a good job and then I'll have it once and then I'll be like oh it's okay I can keep eating it all the time Um, but I now I'm at a point where I feel so bad with it that I don't Yeah, I don't. And I think
1: everybody too, like, (laughs) kind of list, like, learning (laughs) to tune into, like, okay, what is my body saying when I eat this, and and how do I feel when I eat this? One of our really great friends, Simi, gives a good example of Mm -hmm. like how you feel afterwards, and then okay, just being kind with yourself and realizing exactly, okay, it's just a cupcake. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, and that's all it is. That's been helpful for me. Yeah, and it's and that's so true because um, I I feel grateful. I I I do feel like there was a time where trying to understand this, where I would just not eat because I didn't know what to eat, Absolutely. and you didn't want to feel terrible, like, yeah, and I didn't want to feel yeah. terrible, and then um and then I would feel guilty if I had something, right? And it's just like no, like that's okay, yeah. and yeah. um I I feel grateful that I didn't go through that as intensely as some other people have, yeah. and yeah. um so so yeah so I think that's very important and that's one of the things I really emphasize in my practice is that that this main philosophy of like meet the patient where they're at right so like if you're wherever you are I'm going to work with you like if you're having three cans of pop a day all right, maybe we'll just cut it down to two, you know, like yeah. we, we might not take it out completely because that might be an extreme for you at this yes. time. Mm-hmm. Of course it depends. Like if someone has cancer or something, then we we'll, like things we need to make changes immediately. Okay. Um, but, but for most people, the way like, I'm just like, all right, let's work together yeah. because One I didn't make these at changes. A time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's really hard to, I've gone to doctors before and they're like, okay, take all of these supplements <laughs> yeah cut out every single food that you've ever enjoyed in life (laughs) Yep, and then like drink water and like basically that's all you're allowed to have and it's like it's hard to like cut out these like to go to these extremes definitely and it's like a mental just like oh my gosh like anxiety and stress and it's not setting you up for success in any way
2: right and And I really, I mean, the, the science is there, the research proves it, that stress is actually more harmful to your health than, than diet even is, Yes. you know, a lot of us within the health and wellness world, we stress so much about what we're eating, but that's a stressor, right? And it's, so it's, it's letting go of that and being like, you know, like most of the time I eat well, but if I want to have some ice cream here and there, it's cool, you know, like it's, and and a lot. I also am very passionate about the way we speak and um, the way we call our food. So, like, I don't like when people say cheat meal because then you're yes. saying you're doing something wrong. Or good
1: versus bad. Yeah. It just is food. It is, it's just I, is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And
2: I think one of the biggest things that I love
0: about Ayurvedic medicine and just the culture that they have around eating and food is, like, something that we don't do here in America is like sitting down to have an experience with your meal. Mm. Yes. Um, One thing I will say about like when I was younger, like we used to like sit down all at the dinner table together. We used to like pray before we ate. None of us had a cell phone. Like to think about the way that we used to eat it like made so much sense. And now people are like on the go, like just like Which grabbing affects your fast digestion. Food.
1: There's science backing that oh, all yeah. yeah absolutely you're, like, yeah. you're
0: stressed while you're eating. So like how could your digestive system like even exactly. process anything that you're eating? Mm-hmm.
2: Your digestion starts when you just start thinking about food. Yeah. Right. And then and then when you're smelling it is the next step to it, and you know, touching it and feeling it, you're you're getting all your digestive enzymes ready for for the food that you're about to consume. Yeah. And if, if we're just like grabbing a bar and going and that's, that's our lunch, you yeah. know, while we're driving. And a lot of times people think that driving can be, um, you know, some, something where they're relaxed, but you have to be alert. Yeah, That's the reality yeah. of right. driving on the road. <laughs> right. you, if you're not alert, I'm, I don't want you on the road. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely correct. Like we need, it's just about, Being mindful about our food. And yeah, yeah, and having that social setting. It's it is interesting. I just went to an Indian restaurant for my mom's birthday and I saw someone there alone and I was like, that is so interesting. I've never seen anyone eat Indian food alone. Like, it's just like a weird thing. Yeah, isn't that yeah. fascinating? Well, I I go out to
1: eat alone sometimes, but you're right. I guess like that your culture is to just like eat in group. Like that's part. Well, of and it, right?
0: like I feel like even the like serving, the platters yeah. that they bring
1: out are yeah. all are for like for at least yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You share. Like everyone yeah. takes a little bit, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, and so it was just a fascinating observation that I had, and. Uh, and it, it is so true. That's, that's what we're meant to be, like within community mm, and yeah. socializing. Mm-hmm. And, and we rarely do that now. And I, I mean, and I totally think, like, I mean, it makes sense in our hustle and bustle, yes. like, where we end up eating alone, and that's okay, but just still being mindful and like, grateful. Yes. I think. Yeah. For yeah. the food yeah. and for the experience. Yeah. And,
0: and that's where, like, for me, like, the pleasure comes in, right? Of eating mm-hmm. is like when you're actually like sitting down to enjoy the flavors of the meal yes. and the, and then the conversation that you're like with the people that you love. And mm-hmm. I think we take that for granted sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's funny because it when one of my student clinicians actually she asked me to start eating radishes or something and I was like yeah I don't really like radishes I love them now but (laughs) at that time I didn't and she was like oh I eat to live and I was like that is such a I remember even thinking I was like I'm sorry for you honestly because yeah I was like I am I feel so sorry for you because I love food and I I live to eat honestly (laughs) like I'm just like I love food I love trying all the different flavors like you said and just like immersing myself in, in food yeah, and <laughs> culture. Cause, Cause I culture. So it's, yeah. yeah.
1: It's really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
1: So we kind of talked about what you do yeah. there. So I guess it sounds like your clientele then is kind of varied, right? So do you have people that just come in for just like regular checkup, so to speak, and yeah. then ones that are trying to like fix something or how does that work?
2: Definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's like you said, like a wide variety. It really depends. So I'm licensed uh, to practice in the District of Columbia and there with my with my patients there. I can be their primary care provider. Okay. And mm-hmm. so as their primary care provider, like I can do just the prevention checkups right once a year if need be or if they're dealing with chronic diseases really that's where naturopathic doctors excel is like okay. with na- um, with chronic diseases and helping to reverse them. So chronic diseases can be anything from autoimmune conditions like thyroid disorders to um, diabetes, mm-hmm. cardiovascular disease, um, even Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, you know, all of these like more chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. We tend to excel in that. And that's, that would, I would say like everything I just mentioned is predominantly my clientele. Oh, and then of course, how did I forget hormone balancing? Yeah, <laughs> um, like that is huge. Yeah, that is for sure. That's like most of my patients actually. Okay, okay. Um, that I'm seeing, and uh, and that could be anywhere from wanting to get pregnant to mm. transitioning to menopause to um, to just trying to get healthier, not deal with PMS symptoms because yeah. we don't have to, and yeah. it's just a common misconception that it's we, normal. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's what I would say like it's common but it's not normal Like, yeah. it may be common but it's not normal and so yeah kind of all of that and I think I, and I'm I love I actually love balancing hormones I mean yeah it's great. so
1: yeah. you we can talk even yeah. a little bit about that yeah. Yeah. we've both
0: experienced our own like hormone journey I guess you would call it I was on birth control for my acne from the time I was like 12 years old wow um and I think I stopped birth control maybe what, like four years ago, Mm -hmm. three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was quite the journey like getting off of it because I was like, I don't know anything about what my cycle is like not on birth control. Mm -hmm. Um, which was scary Mm -hmm. because birth control is, it's good to align and have normal regular pregnancies. And I say, or pregnancies, um, (laughs) cycles, cycles. 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 (laughs) And, um, I say like normal in quotations because you're not really having like a real cycle no. on birth control, no. um, and so we had a lot of symptoms when we because we, yeah, we both we both stopped, stopped around
1: the same time. I feel like yeah, um, and it was interesting to see the difference in our systems. And now the consistency of a monthly cycle and how much I love it, and I like value it and mm-hmm. I learn from it and, and we like
0: feel more oh in our my bodies gosh, and I think yeah. that like feminine energy that you talk about mm, exactly. it's really powerful to feel that like it's the cycle of the moon right the 28 yes. days mm-hmm. the cycle of the moon matches your menstrual cycle and it's like really cool to feel how your body changes pretty regularly like every single week of mm-hmm. your cycle yeah. is similar each cycle right um so it's really cool I think we both still have that.
1: symptoms and pro- like we talked about today feeling bloated or stuff like that but uh-huh. for the most part I feel like I'm happier
2: yeah for
1: sure good being off of it yeah
2: yeah and, and that's exactly it is that you know it's a synthetic cycle with birth control and the only time I really ever I don't necessarily recommend it but I will be like okay, I understand if you want to take it is to prevent pregnancy. Mm-hmm. If you have any other issues, you know, if you're having painful um, menstrual cycles, you're having painful cramps, pain with sex or acne or weight mm-hmm. gain or whatever it is, I'm like, okay, let's get to the underlying issue because sure, yeah. that birth control is just masking the symptoms sure. really. And, um, but yeah, it, it masks the symptoms. And then I, d- I do agree that I feel like it affects the energy within us, right. With, because it's literally telling our womb what to do yeah. and, and it's, um, and it's synthetic. And so when we get rid of that exogenous thing, mm-hmm. you know, which is really, it, it's technically a toxin if you really think about it. Um, because it's just, our body considers it a toxin because it's a foreign thing in our body. Right. Right, And so, um, so when we finally remove that, we can finally start to, to heal and, and, and understand ourselves better, I think, get more in tune with our intuition, uh, which is so powerful. For sure. And, um, yeah. And I, and I completely agree with that, having that gratitude with your menstrual cycle every time. Cause that, uh, you know. That makes a huge difference too, and I'm I'm so excited to hear that you all are saying this because I know so many women who are like, "Ugh, I'm on my period." Well, that's you what know? we were ra-
1: that's what that's, everyone around yeah. us was saying. Yeah, yeah. right. It yeah. was like,
2: "Oh, you started your period at age
1: 15. Have fun for life." Instead of like, "Wow, like you're a woman now. Let's talk about what this means and what your body's saying to you." Um, and you only know what you know, but right. it's been yeah. really gratifying to. Appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. And I think that our
0: cycles have been just defined by the menses, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to your cycle than just the bleeding phase. Right. Um, Right. So it's cool to see, like, how you shift and evolve from like your ovulatory phase where you might be like really outgoing and like Mm -hmm. go in and ask your boss for a promotion (laughs) or like a raise or something because like that's when you're most like vibrant and Mm -hmm. like pulling people towards you and like maybe it's good to know that like when you are getting ready to start your cycle like oh maybe you should like go in a little bit more and like retract retract a little and you I think it helped me feel like more normal in myself that mm-hmm. I was like why do sometimes I feel this way and sometimes I feel this way and it's like oh well this is like my hormones are shifting and changing yeah. in my body and it's cool to actually recognize that now. Yeah
2: and recognizing that they're, they're a guide mm-hmm. you yeah. know to help support you throughout your life and um yeah and with the menses I think one of the big parts of it the way I think about it is too it's like a time to let go Mm. let go of what you know what no longer oh yeah I just did a whole
0: spring cleaning
2: (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah that's the
0: reason my apartment like looks to this artwork over here and stuff doesn't match because I like completely rearranged my apartment I'm like we need to be more open let's get rid of stuff get it out of here there you go so fun so like what
1: do you recommend then for someone who comes in and says like I want to get off birth control. I don't know where to start. Can I just stop? What am I going to experience? Like, What would you tell someone?
2: Well, I would say every single person's (laughs) experience is different, right? So it really depends. I know some people who just go cold turkey off of birth control and they're totally fine. And then I know some people who go cold turkey and they're a wreck. Um, And so usually the main reason why birth control can have so many negative side effects is because it depletes a lot of, um, our body's vital micronutrients. Mm -hmm. So that's including, um, things like B vitamins, Mm -hmm. our, um, vitamin C levels, selenium, zinc, magnesium, all of these things get depleted with birth control. And so that's why if we think about like the mood swings that usually happen, it's because we don't have the adequate amount of B vitamins to help our neurochemistry. And so, um, So what I usually do is help re rebalance those nutrients. Right. So it's like getting those nutrients in. And a lot of times I will be like, we're going to start that before you actually get off Mm -hmm. of the birth control so that it's a smoother transition regardless, because I would rather be on the safe side. Cause like I said, some people might be just fine without it um, as soon as they get off. But I'm going to be on the safe side and be like, all right, let's replete all these nutrients that have been depleted for however many years. Cause most women are on it for at least, at least five to 10 years is what I've seen on average. And that is one of the questions I always ask my, my patients like, okay, how long have you been on birth control? Mm. Because that affects every symptom that they're having. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I would start, and then yeah. and then go from there and be like, okay, let's let's figure out what else we need to do to balance your hormones. Usually, I do like to do some lab testing, mm-hmm. but I probably wouldn't do it right after you get off birth control because it's not that accurate. That was one of my next questions. So yeah. we've
1: heard um, it can take like up to twelve months for mm-hmm. your body to kind of really understand what it's supposed to do again, just to mm-hmm. be completely basic with it yeah. right like no, that's how it. that kind of like ovulatory and everything works mm-hmm. would you agree yeah definitely okay.
2: yeah it's usually about 12 months um or up to 12 months sometimes it takes longer okay and so it but it, it just like i said it depends on the person and it really is because you've been giving your body this exogenous yeah. um estrogen and progesterone and so it didn't have to create it on yeah. its own yeah and so now it has to be like oh wait we have, <laughs> I have to, now I have to do this again. Yeah. You know, it's just like, um, it's kind of like, I feel like if we have a smartphone and then now you take it away, it's like, oh, wait, now I have, I have to, to relearn how to like
0: read a map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Like, what? To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't get anywhere without my Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like essentially yeah. what it would be like. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. That's yeah, cool. That's we could analogy. talk about hormone stuff
0: all day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated Me by too. it. I love it. I know. <laughs> What other things do people come for
2: you like to you the most for it's kind of other than hormone balancing it's kind of random recently I've actually had quite a few patients with cancer okay and uh, that has I I love working with patients with cancer uh, it's it's probably one of the most fulfilling things mm-hmm. uh, I had this amazing mentor and supervisor when I was in school, uh, Dr. Leanna Standish. And I actually had the opportunity to interview her for my podcast. So oh, that's coming no. up. So make sure to look cool. out for that. Yes. She's amazing. She's been working with patients with cancer for like over 30 years and has like an 80% success rate. Wow. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's in conjunction with conventional care. And so I love the collaborative effort. I actually just met with an oncologist here in Columbus um, on Friday, just a few days ago, where where we got together and we discussed how important collaborative care was, and that. so we're working with um, a mutual patient of ours now together. Mm-hmm. So cool! Yeah, yeah, we
0: were gonna ask you like what your view on like Eastern and Western medicine and how that plays a role in your practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: definitely, and that's what naturopathic medicine, in its core, is integrative medicine. Yeah, it's collaborative. It's um, we learn. All the pharmaceutical medications, we're, we're trained to prescribe and, um, and in many states, I can prescribe medications. And, and the reality is what we're taught is there's a time and a place Right there are certain times where medication is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people if you get into a car accident or something happens like that, like don't come see me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if you have a trauma, please go
0: to the ER. Please go to yeah. the ER.
2: You know, like I'm not going to be able to support you afterwards come see me and we'll make sure that everything's still in balance right but like immediately I'm not the one to call yeah um and that's where western medicine I think just excels Mm -hmm. and where I think western medicine has failed and eastern medicine excels is in the the form of chronic diseases usually um, yeah, yeah,, and
0: like preventative medicine, I think oh that, my gosh, yeah, and um, that. yeah, for me, like going to a naturopath or an integrative medicine physician, it's really cool that they're able to spend the time. Yes, I think that time is a huge thing that in Western medicine, uh, physicians just don't mm. get the time anymore.
2: They just don't get the time. this the system is yeah. honestly what I would say is to blame. because yeah. even talking to this oncologist the other day, he was like, I can have max 20 minutes with a patient, yes. you know, oh, and, it, yeah. and he's like, and so I appreciate that you can spend more time. And so that's why we can work together. Like you spend yeah. more time and I'll just like, oh, you know, that's it's so great. And so, yeah. And, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about what I do is that I can work with other practitioners and, and in terms of like cancer care, I really do think the best ways to work together, um, on how in most situations, I think that's, that's really the best way to go about it. Mm. Um, and, but, but yeah, in terms of prescribing and medications and things like that, yeah, I'm trained to prescribe it, but like I said, it's more of a time and a place. And then also having the ability to prescribe also gives me the right to Take people off of medications. So if I don't have the legal rights to prescribe, like in Ohio, then I can't actually help people get off of medications. But that's I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, so that's but that's okay too because in in that way I also in my practice, I talk to their doctors and, and work with them. So yeah. I have a patient who has high blood pressure and his blood pressure has been getting better. And so I'm like, okay, like I call up his doctor and I'm like, Hey, his blood pressure is getting better. Maybe we can like cut down his dose or, you know, just yeah. completely take him off the medication. And then I let the doctor decide from there. But that that's kind of what I mean by the collaborative. I, actually love that. I think that I love always that too. isn't
1: what people think mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that you're clarifying that and kind of the benefit that a patient can have when the physicians are willing to collaborate, collaborate. Yes. I think that
0: a lot of things when I worked in the adult world it's different now for us because we work pediatric yeah. world and we work uh-huh. surgery mm-hmm. um so we don't see a lot of prescribing of medications mm-hmm. but when I worked in the adult world it was like if they got admitted under like an internalist in the hospital like there were prescriptions from like multiple different doctors that never collaborated and it's like do they even know that they're like on all of these medications? It's pretty disheartening for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: and so often they don't. And I Because, like you said, I get to spend so much time with my patients and I understand their whole health journey yeah. and all of their medications. I'm like, wait, this medication actually interacts negatively with this mm. medication. And so then I'm the point where I talk to their doctors and I'm like, hey, these medications interact with one another. Um, Did you know that yeah. they were on them? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's cool that you
0: can be like that, yeah. like not let them fall back between the cracks exactly person that's awesome which
1: do you think any of that just for like our like do you think any of that has to do with insurance purposes like are you do you take insurance do you
2: yeah so i do not take insurance okay okay and i cannot legally in ohio okay i'm naive um, to this yeah no no you're fine um but i do think the insurance model and system is kind of what Guides it for yeah, sure and, I agree yeah guides the decisions of a lot of physicians and um that's I'm honestly grateful that I'm not even a part you, of it you don't even because, have to worry yeah. about that I don't yeah have
1: to. yeah like what is something that excites you about the future of is it Mahan health is it I pronounce Mahan, that yes. Mahan okay what excites you about like the future of your business or the future even of kind of this naturopathic career that you've created for yourself
2: yeah. Well, I think the most exciting thing is how many more people are now open to it. Yeah. And, right. Um, when I started med school, pretty much all my friends and family were like, What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um and everyone was just like, This doesn't sound right. Even though I grew up with Ayurvedic medicine. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It is so fascinating because again, there's a lot of um I could get into the politics of things yeah. because I, I'm really into all of that. But yeah. um, there was a lot of suppression mm. of of this sort of medicine. And a lot of times it came from the roots of that. this medicine came from people of color, mm. right? Um, sure. So like indigenous Americans, Native Americans, they have this beautiful medicine. And so much of what I learned in naturopathic medicine was actually their teachings. Mm-hmm. And so they had this beautiful medicine. And so it, it kind of was what what came about was like okay they practice it it must not be legit right and a lot of that really stemmed from that from about a hundred years ago is really when it started really being suppressed and um um, so I'm really excited, and that was like with the invention of the antibiotic, or mm-hmm. discovery of the antibiotic, or penicillin, and which was obviously an amazing discovery yeah. because yeah. it saved so many lives. But then we obviously overdid it, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like True I mean, you know, it's where, where did we yeah. learn our all or nothing mentality? <laughs> yeah, from? Like, exactly, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so it was obvious it was an amazing discovery, but we overdid it, and and from that point on, it was like oh, because this one synthetic. Thing works so well everything else that's natural must not be oh that's so effective yeah. yeah yeah that was kind of where it really started and um and so I'm excited that it's coming back I'm excited yeah. that there are people like you giving a platform to people like me I'm excited that my friends and family who were initially like What the hell are you doing? Um, Are now like, oh my gosh, this is so cool! Teach me more, and I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'm like, but so I'm I'm excited. I think that's the thing I'm most excited about is spreading the the awareness Mm. that this medicine exists, right? Because. Yeah. even in our conscious world uh, or conscious Columbus world yes. yeah. there are many of us who know about it but then many there's who don't there's so many who don't yeah. yeah and then outside of that there's so many people who don't know Yeah. Um, so, so yeah I'm very excited about that and excited about the growth um, and then in terms of my own practice I would say uh, that's probably one of the things I'm just most excited about is like my own personal growth mm. as I um, as a you know, see my vision and like my, my journey as yeah. as a business owner and and as a doctor and how I how I just grow and evolve, but then how that affects the lives and how how I can impact um other people's lives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's Very cool. About well that. yeah, and you're teaching them, they're teaching you. It's kind of this whole cool collaboration. It is. I learned
2: so much from my patients. It's thing. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you have are there many other like naturopathic doctors that you have as a support system even here in Columbus or maybe back in
2: like Seattle or San Diego? Yeah. Um uh, so, you know, I be, because I went to medical school um in San Diego, I I do have like some of my best friends are still out there, at least on the West Coast somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then which is nice and they I I've actually gotten very close to another naturopathic doctor here in Columbus. Um, her and I have our self care Fridays every oh, every Friday, uh, and it's amazing. We'll both do like a yoga class, uh, and then we'll do yoga nidra. So we'll do like a movement based yeah. yoga class, and then yoga nidra. Love it. And then we'll get lunch, and then we'll actually work for the <laughs> afternoon. Like we'll actually go and do work.
1: In and the you're afternoon. productive, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, That's yeah. But it's like
2: it's this amazing just like day, yeah. um, and so it's it's so nice to have her here, where we can bounce ideas off of each other, yeah. and we can support one another. Mm. And I. With my patients too, if there's something I don't know, I'm very honest about that. I'm like, you know, this isn't something that I've studied so much or I don't know about this right now, but I can do my research and and I can reach out to my colleagues. And so I'm very grateful that I have that. even uh, Dr. Standish, my mentor that I mm. told you about my first patient that I had with cancer, I called her because I was like, okay, this is my I'm first patient yeah. like by myself, yeah. you know, because even before I had a few patients with cancer when I was in DC, but I was still working under another doctor. And this was like my first time being solo, mm. you know, and she was so supportive. She was like, you know, just like, um, and I told her, I was like, this is what I was thinking, you know, kind of like how we did in school. Yeah. It was like, I would give her the plan. And it was what I was, what I, my clinical impression was. And then she was like, yep, it sounds like you're on the right page. Like you got this and and um, she was like, If there is anything else that comes up, just call me and so it's really nice to have that support and yeah, yeah. I appreciate that's that.
0: amazing. Yeah.
2: Because I can
0: imagine that would be difficult to not have a huge, because it is like a newer thing that's coming back. It's got to be hard to not have like enough people or people around you or in the area that can support you. So I love that you have those people, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
2: Cool. yeah. no, you're absolutely right. I, I feel like having especially the one in Columbus, like having someone local is yeah. really nice because we have we had that experience of going through naturopathic medical school, which was like, amazing and crazy and yeah like, yeah so a whirlwind yeah. and then you come out yeah. to and you're like
1: okay I know how to do this but I still want to run it by yeah exactly yeah. um I do have a question so for people that are kind of they're liking kind of what you're saying they're not sure if they're like ready to see you but they kind of want to do some of their own research is mm-hmm. there like a couple books you would recommend for like beginners or I don't know so yeah. I started reading yeah um, between heaven and earth. Like okay. Chinese yeah. medicine type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like blown away by the information. So I didn't know if there was any other books like that where you were to, like to start. start. Yeah.
2: Mm, that's a good question. I, you know, it's so funny cause I can really only think of some of my main textbooks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of like hormone balancing, yeah. Yeah. uh, beyond the pill, have okay. you heard of that book? Yes. Yes. is a, is a good one to start. Um there's also one I think it's just called natural fertility planning okay or something like that. Um and then there's I in in terms of like neurodegenerative diseases there's this one called The End of Alzheimer's okay. by Dr. Bredesen that I really like and um and it really gets into how how it's it's very preventable Mm -hmm. so if people have a history of alzheimer's or parkinson's um especially alzheimer's parkinson's is still a little bit more genetic and more related to environmental toxins than alzheimer's is and so they're finding like 80 percent of alzheimer's are not genetic and so um so i really like that book because he goes into that and then um the dirty jeans is a really really good one uh dr ben lynch yeah it's that one is a really good one because then it helps you understand potentially like where your genetic makeup is Mm -hmm. and how you can optimize that you can optimize your gene expression to where it supports you instead of feeling like you're doomed to I love whatever yeah. that is. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, also for like people who are like interested in possibly working with you, what does like a first session with you look like so that they yeah. know what to expect if they were to reach out to you?
2: Yeah, definitely. So uh, before the first session even occurs, normally I'll do like a 15 minute complimentary phone call. So I get to know you a little bit more mm. and like, I can kind of break down what it, what's going on with you and kind of explain like, okay, this is how I would, approach this Um, and then I'll have you fill out a lot of questionnaires. (laughs) There's just a lot. So be ready for that if um, you're going to come work with me. But it's, it's very helpful information. Some of the stuff is, you know, basic conventional things like your family medical history Mm. and your past medical history, your medications, allergies, things like that. But then where I um, am different from other practitioners is where I ask this, your health journey. So understanding what's been going on from birth Mm -hmm. until now. So starting with, were you a vaginal delivery baby or a C-section? Were you breastfed or formula fed? What's your history of antibiotic use or steroid use? All of these things that can affect your health. Um, And so you'll fill those out. And then from there, the first visit, because I have those questionnaires, I'll be able to kind of guide the Absolutely. the visit more the questionnaires honestly just speed up the whole process yeah of finding and they the get underlying people, cause
0: yeah and they get people to really think about things that they've probably yeah. never even thought about before in their yes. life it's like oh mom did I take antibiotics as a kid like yeah you had ear infections like 10 times a year and you were on antibiotics every single summer exactly like, and, and you have you gut issues yeah. I mean, yeah right and now <laughs> right. you
2: have gut issues so that <laughs> makes sense no right idea, yeah. so. and so yeah no and that's absolutely right and and some things some very intense things like cuz we I do ask about trauma history and like abusive relationships mm-hmm. and things like that so sometimes it triggers things for people but it's it's really good because they're able to reflect and then I'm able to kind of get into that too and like dive deeper into those issues and like
0: safely hold space for exactly
2: exactly and that's and that's what I do and so and so that first visit is usually an hour long because we're really I'm really getting to know you yeah Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. really diving in um that first visit uh we we will talk about all those things you know of course your diet and exercise which I feel like Is obvious with what I do, but we'll also get into like your social support, your um, home and work environment. What is that like? Is it a toxic? mentally is it toxic physically right um or is it great you know what where where are you at what are your stressors and one of my favorite questions to ask is what are your stress relievers because Mm. so few people actually have an answer to that we
1: ask that a lot on this podcast too it's one of my favorite questions to know what other people what people do do. yeah Yeah. what are your
2: stress relievers and what brings you joy yeah and And how often are you doing the things that bring you joy yeah right um and so so we'll get into all of that and then i'll have a wellness plan, uh, curated for you. So that will include potentially lab testing. Um, very often there is, unless you just recently had something and we'll, we'll figure whatever out. And then nutrition, you know, what, what, what nutritional changes that you can start making now, lifestyle changes, lifestyle things to add, Mm -hmm. um, or remove and then, um, supplementation. And so that's kind of the first visit. And then after that, after that, we kind of hone in on the details of like okay how are things going and um have our follow-ups which will be about 40 to 45 minutes long okay
1: yeah so even the follow-up visits are about 40 minutes at least yeah Mm
0: um one of our favorite questions to ask medical providers is what is something that kind of scares you about the future of medicine
2: Ooh, that's a good question yeah. 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 Not to like
1: get dark. <laughs> yeah. But also.
2: it scares. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, uh, I feel like some people might hate me for this answer. Um, <laughs> this is going to be real controversial. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> but I kind of fear uh, a lot of the biohacking things that, mm. that are coming out because I feel like people are using those more as like a crutch and the way that I... From, from what I've seen is there's all this like emphasis on anti-aging or like never dying and mm. and then people obsess over it and then they're not living happily and peacefully no. and so they're just living stressed yeah. out hoping that they live forever and and so I, I'm actually a little bit afraid of that yeah. and I'm afraid of that becoming more and more popular. I think they have so, there are certain things that are amazing and super helpful. Yes. Like I'm, I'm probably going to get an aura ring soon just to see where my yeah. sleep levels are. Yeah. But I also am in a, I, I feel confident in myself where I would be like, okay, this is where my baseline is. And then I wouldn't use it anymore. Yeah. You know? And so, um, where, where is there some people who obsess over sure. it? Sure. Right? The
1: extreme. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Needing to know that information, needing, and uh, part of it that I think maybe you're going with this and please correct me if I'm wrong is that like whole control thing? yes like control over from how I look to what I eat to how I'm going to age to how like just control over everything exactly it scares me
0: a
2: little bit too I think it does exactly. take
0: away of the like joy of just like living in the moment and the now right just to be constantly stressed about
2: exactly every little thing and I you know it's 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 interesting after seeing Kobe Bryant's death Mm. recently and how that was such an instantaneous thing, Mm. right? Like it was just in a moment. And so even if he was doing all the anti-aging things, it didn't matter in the end. Right. Like, and so that's, that's what I want to, the message I want to get out there is Mm. like, just live, you know, live, live in the moment, like appreciate what you have right now. And, and, and just just be joyful right now, yeah. and like don't over obsess over the. I mean, somewhat, yeah. Like trying to figure certain certain things out, but yeah, that's kind of that's. I guess that would. No, be I, love I, that I love that you said that. Um, yeah.
0: Because sometimes I can get swept up in this like biohacking world mm-hmm. that we live in, and I'm just like, but really, do I need to like buy all these supplements and like take
2: ice cold showers and <laughs> I don't know all of the things yeah. and, like. I and, and they can be again, very beneficial. I take contrast showers every day where I, and you know yeah. end with cold, but it's but now it's something that I enjoy. I think what concerns me is when I was talking about, how to activate your vagus nerve or stimulate your vagus nerve. You guys know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the the nerve that connects directly from your gut to your brain. And I was talking about natural ways that we could do that. And some ways we can do that is by singing, by mm. cl- cleaning our tongues actually. Tongue scraping. Uh, yeah, tongue that. Love 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 yeah. And so it's just like um and so these are like little things that we can start to do. And like singing is so joyful. I'm the worst singer so I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm worse than you but I just like turn up the music yeah, and I'm like yeah. I can't hear myself but I'm I sound like Beyonce all of a sudden yeah, right? yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that yeah but, but like those are fun ways to do it yeah. whereas and so um, when talking to someone who's very into biohacking she was like or we could get one of those Vegas nerve stimul- simulators I'm like but that takes the joy out of yeah. singing and, yeah. like, <laughs> and just having fun you know that's yeah. cool
0: yeah. it is really cool yeah. and it would be interesting to see the evidence behind like what effects it has by just like this artificial stimulation or like the actual experience of the right. singing and the
2: joy and yeah exactly because yeah. that that simulates yeah a sense of peace right the yeah. opposite of stress i would say is peace mm. and so when you're not stressed i feel like you you feel at peace and i feel like that that what that's what's happening, yeah. you know, versus if you're stressed and then, um, synthetically simulating this nerve, then it's probably not gonna be the same effect. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
0: So what do you like to do, um, yeah. to like
2: de-stress? What are your what like top three things? things? Yeah. Ooh, three. I do so many things. <laughs> you can list more than three. Yeah. Uh, definitely yoga Yoga is definitely one um, big stress reliever. Meditation. Mm. Uh, I've been on off meditating for years now, but this about six months ago, maybe a little bit longer, eight eight months, six to eight months ago is when I started really getting serious about it. And it has been a game changer. And, um, And going to Yoga Nidra... Uh, that, oh my gosh. right. Like that yeah. is amazing. So like, you know, that, I guess that's all in the same field of like yoga and meditation yes. is definitely a great stress reliever for me, but also, uh, just going out and enjoying time with my friends, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. Just, Game nights are some of my favorite things to do, you know, and, um, and then being in nature like that is Mm. so crucial. Yeah. I did my sunrise flow this morning because it was so beautiful today. And yesterday I went on a hike and, um, I went on a hike actually the day before when it was freezing. Um, but, (laughs) but like, and I think that's what, I don't know. I love it. Like, cause whenever, cause there's so much to appreciate even whenever it's cold or gloomy like it still look I mean nature is beautiful, it is beautiful regardless yeah. and I think and I and being out there I it's so I don't know it's so therapeutic for me agree yeah, yeah.
0: where do you take yoga nidra classes
2: at yoga on high
0: okay oh cool yeah yeah um, my friend is in Ayurvedic like school right now and okay. she's um doing a yoga nidra like um like they're learning how Training. to teach it. And oh, so cool. it's, I'm really oh,
2: excited. It's amazing. It's so it, great. I'm actually might start going Friday and Sunday now. They're, <laughs> they're doing, uh, they started doing, it's not Nidra, but it's a similar type of meditation. And so I, yeah, so I'm, I went this past Sunday and I was like, well, this might be my Sunday routine also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. I'm curious, what does your like meditation practice look like? It kind of depends I started off going to uh, a meditation class. Yeah, I definitely am... I think there's another... You know how there's so many different personality type things yeah. and oh, yeah. all that stuff out there. And there's one that I remember I was like an obliger. Like I will... I'm more likely to do something if I have a commitment Same. towards someone else. Oh, okay. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so even with my workouts, like how I started really getting into exercise was... I signed up for a class. I would use class pass yeah. Yeah. and I would sign up for a class and I was like, oh shoot, if I don't go, I'm going to pay. I'm going to have to pay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, um, and so, so that's kind of, that's my way of like, yeah. Someone forcing holding myself. you accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like forcing myself to do something I know is good for me. Yeah. You know, cause like, a lot of times in the moment, you're like, like, ah, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I forced myself to go to this meditation class, um, at least four days a week and um and then I started Nidra as well, and that was at least once a week and so so I started with that, and then now I do i'll honestly just listen to youtube guided YouTube yeah. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. meditations, and um, a lot of them are like chakra balancing. yeah, I really like getting I'm into sure. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oftentimes I'll just. I really just try to focus in on the thoughts that I'm having Mm -hmm. because and this is what I tell everyone because everyone's like I can't meditate I have too many thoughts in my mind yeah and I'm like yeah that's why you need to meditate (laughs) and I'm like I was the same way and I still am I have probably thought about nothing twice for like five seconds (laughs) you know
0: it's so hard I really like um it's hard Pima Chodron has a book um, called When Things Fall Apart. And she talks about um, meditating and like how to have a good meditation practice. Mm -hmm. And I like that she just says that like every time a thought pops into her head, she just says the word like thinking thinking and like so you're just like bringing back to like oh I'm thinking again like okay bring it back instead of
1: defining it as good or bad it's yeah Yeah. just like Mm -hmm. definitely
0: and I love that you're just like yeah sometimes I do like YouTube videos sometimes I go to a class and Mm -hmm. I think that that's a common misconception for people is like I can't meditate like I can't clear my mind like the point the point is like sitting and being mindful exactly and so even if you're thinking about the fact that you're thinking (laughs) like you're still being mindful about those things and it can look so many different Uh ways for so many different people and it can be a five minute thing each day it doesn't have to be this like hour long thing or Mm -hmm. um, I think it makes it really attainable to have it like on YouTube or on an app and it's just like yeah it's like five minutes a day that I'm actually just like committing to myself to like be mindful
2: Yes. Yeah. And that's really all it is about getting that mindfulness. Yeah. And um, it, it's so funny that you were saying thinking. And there are so many times during my meditation, I've thought about thinking about <laughs> thinking about something, you know, I'm just like, and then I'll like spiral and I'll be yeah. like, okay, come back. It's come back. Come back. Come back. Right. Like you went yeah. too far. Yeah. And I'll be like, it's okay, breath. Like simplifying it. <laughs> though, yeah, right? exactly. Like,
1: I, yeah. I can get so into it instead of just, okay, that's a thought. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it just passed. And, and I try to be like, oh, okay. That was an interesting thought. And it just be like interesting, like that's it. Like again, not good yeah. or bad. Just yeah. I had this thought, and that's what <laughs> yeah. happened. And then, and then a lot of times I'll try to focus back on my breath. Usually is where I try to come back to. Yeah. And um and I'll visualize. I I, I super super nerd out. Like I'll visualize yeah. my lungs expanding yeah. and the yeah. alveoli actually grabbing the oxygen. And like, sometimes yeah. it helps to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. using
0: your imagination. You're using your brain. You're exactly. using your mind, and you're using your breath. Breath. so yes. it's just yeah, yeah. It's and yoga. while
2: all at the same time expressing gratitude for my lungs for doing right. that you know it yeah mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah a lot of times I'll if I start to get distracted then I'll go back to gratitude as well and be like oh I'm really grateful for my toes and yeah. you know yeah. just get into yeah. that, like all the little nitty gritty things that people don't think about to be yeah. grateful for yeah, yeah. right um,
1: for we have sure. like seven-ish questions and it's just like the first thing that comes to your mind Ooh, okay and if you can't think of anything, you can say skip. Okay. Um, favorite book or one you're, like, really nerding out on right now?
2: The one I'm nerding out on is Wild, Wild Feminine, but okay. one of my favorite books is actually Sapiens. Oh, we love it. We loved that yeah. book. so good. Okay. It's so really good. Good, good yeah. answer.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is the best food, drink, or meal you've had recently?
2: Oh. My sister, her roommate, and I just made these amazing... Um, gluten-free spring rolls oh, and a man. stir fry it was so good that, um, delicious. that was amazing yeah I think that would probably be one of yeah yeah. One of
1: things, yeah what is a song you have not been able to get out of your head
2: oh there was this country song that's been stuck in my head <laughs> and obviously now I can't, no, think, of can't yeah. think of it <laughs> yeah but so many people say that that's funny <laughs> that's so funny it's, yeah. it's really just been stuck in my head okay. for days and Do you now know who sings it or no I honestly don't remember. Okay.
1: It's okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so
0: funny. <laughs> it's fun. I love that. What is your favorite time of day?
2: The morning. Mm. Yeah, Same. the sunrise. I love watching the sunrise. I know. Um, it's
0: been really sad. So I have these beautiful windows that I can watch the sunrise every yeah. morning, but there's been no sunrise because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's literally just it's a, a blanket. Of yesterday,
1: clouds. yeah, yeah. Well, last two it was a days. A little bit today. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Coffee or tea? Tea. And how do you, like, what do you like?
2: I usually do ashwagandha tea. Yes. Um, that's my ritual, ashwagandha okay. with marjoram. But that's more specific to my personal health okay. goals and things like that. Um, I don't, It's not for everyone. It really isn't. Okay. Um, so, so I'm just making that clear. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, so that's usually what I do, but it kind of depends. And then if I do ever want any caffeine, mm-hmm. I'll do matcha. Okay. Yeah, but I rarely, yeah. rarely consume caffeine.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love caffeine and I love matcha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't do c- coffee. I'm actually very sensitive to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What is your um, dosha? I'm very vata dominant. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very vata.
0: Makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: What is your favorite type of cheese if you eat cheese? Goat cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I usually don't eat dairy, but goat cheese is the, the one thing that I still eat. And I'm, and yeah. I'm glad because yeah. it's so good.
1: It is good. <laughs> Beach or mountain?
2: Oh, that's a hard one. You're
1: both I in California, but yeah. you had to pick.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so hard. Uh, you know, it's funny because one of my favorite places I've traveled to was Cape Town mm. because they had the beach, both. mountains, Beautiful. and then yeah. and then a city also. And I was like, oh, this is where I, 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 I feel like Dreams I need to live. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so oh. yeah, so that's hard. Yeah, no, I, I can't I make can, a decision.
0: That's a good answer. No. And then, where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled?
2: probably Cape Town. Yeah. 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 Um, Cape Town. Ooh. I I traveled all throughout Africa, like uh, Southern and Eastern Africa. Mm. So I would say like Kenya was also one of my favorites. And then Victoria Falls, like all three of those were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do have one
1: more. What's a fear you've overcome
2: that I've overcome. (laughs) I'm just like, now I'm like (laughs) thinking about, (laughs) now I'm thinking about my fears Honestly, I I think the biggest thing. So I've never been really afraid of you know trying new things or I've gone bungee jumping and skydiving. Like none of that's yeah. ever like snakes, spiders. None of that scares me. Um, but I think the main thing that I've really focused on the past few years is uh, is being vulnerable with my emotions mm. and and expressing how I feel. And being okay with that because, you know, for the longest time I was suppressing that and I was very afraid of showing people that I was, you know, upset or feeling, yeah. you know, feeling a certain way because I thought it would make me feel weak. And so, um, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm over that for the, for the most part, but I think, <laughs> but I think I might still like, you know, I, it might still be something yeah, that yeah. I'm also it's working hard. on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I respect cool you yeah. for that. Yeah, it me difficult.
0: too. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. Well, that's all Thank we you. have. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah. This is so this fun. Was fun. Yes,
1: I love it. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the end of this one. We really enjoyed this conversation. We laughed. We talked about some serious stuff um, in a lighthearted way, which I thought was really refreshing. Please share this with a friend. We'll, of course, link all of the books that she talked about, all of the information for her website below.
0: in the show notes below. Make sure to sh- yeah share this with a friend. Share it on Instagram if you guys are listening. Like tag us, Staying Conscious Podcast. That makes our
1: day. We love when you oh guys my gosh, do. That. Love it so
0: much. <laughs> Please share it, um, and we will catch you guys next time.